Well, hello there, my friend Jonathan Doyle with you once again. Welcome aboard to the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, wherever you're listening in the world. It is good that you are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Most important thing is to say what? Is to say what you're doing is really important. Is to remind you to allow me to be the voice of God just this one time to say that I have a message from God for you and that he sees what you are doing. He is pleased with it. Even in the difficulties and complexity, it is making a difference in the world and the lives of young people, their families, your colleagues. Press on, my friend. Press on. The best is ahead. He is with you. You are not alone. Housekeeping, please make sure you have subscribed to this humble little podcast if you like it. Please send it out to a few Catholic teachers. It would be a great blessing to have them join us on the journey. Everything about me is on the website, jonathandoyle.co.co. You can find me there. Instagram, jdoylespeaks, and YouTube, One Catholic Teacher. We'll get some more videos coming out there this week. Friends, we've been on a journey this week. Uh, Monday, I talked a little bit about what's been happening over the last six months. Tuesday, we talked about how we can live more in the will of God in our daily work as Catholic teachers. Yesterday, we started talking about the practice of joy in a Catholic school, the practice of joy, not just necessarily something that just just we fall into, but something that we must actually decide to do. So I want to wrap that up today because I think it's really important. There's a famous saying in homiletics that the preacher preaches first to themselves. So when you're trying to write a good message, you always realize it's easy to fall into the the habit of thinking, oh, I'm writing this message or this this homily, this speech, this keynote for the audience. But really good messages are messages that we need to preach to ourselves. And today's one of those things because practicing joy in the chaotic busyness of my life is something that I really feel uh, called to cry out to God for grace in and to do better at because, as I said yesterday, my natural disposition is quite introverted and kind of like self-contained, kind of, I'm good, I'm good, everyone carry on, I'm good, (laughs) but i got to practice this. Let me share with you a couple more quotes from this beautiful book that we're reading at the moment, The Joy of God. It's the reflections of Sister Mary David, an American religious who died some time ago, but uh, just had an incredible impact on her community and many others, and this is a collection of her thinking and writing. And listen to what she says here. So let's talk. If you didn't get yesterday's message, we're basically saying that joy, we need to be a source of joy for those in our school community. The good news is it doesn't have to come from us. It comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives it to us. We give it to others. The good news is that the Holy Spirit is a spirit of abundance. And it doesn't sort of, it's not as if the Holy Spirit goes, look, uh, look, Bill, you've had your quota of joy for the year. So, uh. You started strong, you got a lot of joy out there, but unfortunately, uh, we're out. We're out of stock, and you're going to have to be surly and miserable uh, for the rest of the school year, but then we'll start again next time, okay? That's not how it works. The Holy Spirit is an infinite spirit of abundance, and joy is never-ending in the Holy Spirit. So let's hear more about that. Here's the quote for today. Joy is not something determined by our state of mind or situation. And that's interesting, right? Because most of us have, uh, I guess, associated this idea that joy is something that happens when things are going really well for us, right? When our external circumstances are going really well, we should feel joyful. But listen to that line. Joy is not something determined by our state of mind or situation. It lies far deeper than happiness or unhappiness, consolation or desolation, pleasure or pain. It is not something we feel, here it comes, but something we do. 
we do joy. Now, this is interesting because a lot of my postgrad work was looking at sort of Freud's take on a lot of different things, but are you not, a, would you be familiar with this kind of Freudian idea that if you feel something and don't express it, then you're repressing it and that's really bad. By, by this I mean, it's like if we feel miserable, and this quote here from Sister Mary David is saying that we must do joy, even in the midst of not feeling it, that butts up against probably a lot of the cultural formation that we've had. Because we're like, well, if you feel miserable, you need to express it and talk about it and get help with it. And and you, you can't just pretend to be joyful if you're not. But this is the, if I had to choose between following Sister Mary David or Sigmund Freud, I'm going with Sister Mary David because she lived in community intensely for many, 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 many years. And she was an extremely wise and holy person. So joy, she says, is not something we feel but something we do. So let me give you the second part of this quote. It's really quite beautiful. She says, Do you want to praise God perfectly and to give him pleasing homage? Be resolutely joyful in the midst of everything. Repulse any element of sadness that might tend to insinuate itself into you. That atmosphere of joy should become the habit the ordinary impetus of your soul. Rejoice, not because things are pleasant, but because it is God who sends them. Now that's actually, she's drawing there, if I'm correct. Let me just double check where she's drawing this from. This is from a, uh, a book written by the abbess Cécile Bruyère in 1899. It's a letter written in 1899, rejoice not because things are pleasant, but because it is God who sends them. This takes us back to what we're talking about on Tuesday, which was abandonment to divine providence. How countercultural is all this? Does it mess with you the way it's messing with me talking about it? It's like, you know, if things are really difficult, choose to be joyful in the midst of them, because even if they're difficult, it's God who sends them. And if God has sent them, then it's going to be his problem to help you navigate them. So even in the midst of adversity and difficulty, we're still carried by the grace of God because everything that happens in our life is either through, you know, the direct or the permissive will of God, right? He may allow difficulty and setback and suffering, but his will is perfect. He sees all ends at all times in real time. So no matter what's happening, we choose the spirit of joy. Coming back to that earlier line, joy is not something that we feel, but something that we do. So let's put this together. Let's make it practical like yesterday. Let's think about what a joyful... Imagine if everybody in a Catholic school wasn't like denying the difficulty of life, but just made a choice to as frequently as possible be joyful, to be joyful, to, to try and choose to smile, to be kind to speak positively in an upbuilding way to others, regardless of what they may be feeling internally. And I wonder that if we did that, if we would get to a place relatively quickly where we began to feel what we were doing. So this quote starts by saying we need to do things regardless of how we feel, but I wonder if we begin to feel what we are actually doing over time. So this is the insight for us today. Practice joy. Practice it in your own self 
in your own heart and mind, on your own. Practice it in your home. Practice it on others. See all your friends, family members, students, colleagues, everybody you come in contact with, look at them as kind of, you know, I guess what would you say? Like, like I don't want to say lab rats, but I just did, didn't I? Look at them as research subjects that you can practice on. <laughs> I'm going to practice joy on you. I may feel miserable, but I'm going to practice some joy. Here it comes. <laughs> I think it's quite a beautiful thing, even when things are really difficult, if we choose to practice joy. Come on, can you not agree that our schools could be quite transformed by that constantly happening? So just ask the Holy Spirit. Just begin to say, Holy Spirit, please help me to do and to practice what I may not always feel so that I can build your kingdom and be a blessing to others and a source of joy for them. All right, that's it for today. Let's get out there. Let's do some joy. Uh, find me on the website, jonathandoyle.co.co, Instagram, jdoylespeaks, uh, YouTube, One Catholic Teacher. Book me to speak at your school, all sorts of seminars, different training on Catholic philosophical anthropology, relationships, burnout and exhaustion for teachers, all these different things, consultancy projects, strategic reviews. It is all there. Reach out. Um, but, you know, my heart, I love speaking. I mean, it really... I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, if you are looking for a really encouraging, inspirational speaker, then I would love to come and visit your school or your diocese, so reach out to jonathandoyle.com. God bless you, my friend. My name is Jonathan Doyle. This has been the Catholic Teacher Daily Podcast, and you and I are going to talk again tomorrow.